Hello and welcome to the Villain Era podcast. My name is Justine. I'm so glad you guys have popped in this week. Weekly update. There's not much to update on. I don't know. I guess life has been kind of chill. I'm just crossing things off my list, getting a lot more settled into this new life, which feels really great. And to be honest, it's kind of nice to not have weekly updates, right? Like just living life and it going pretty smoothly. So that feels really good. I have been down in like the Houston area doing some house sitting for a friend. And I will say I have been basically 100, 100% alone, which was a little weird. I was a little kind of nervous about it. Am I going to feel very, very lonely during this? But it's actually been really nice. I've just been able to focus, get some work done and spend time with myself, which has been great. So This week's episode, I would say, is a little bit different than how I usually set them up. A lot of times, you guys probably notice, I really like to have actionable tip. I like to have advice for you. And I would say this week is definitely just more a conversation, a little bit of a brain, going to splat it all on for you. And I would love, 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 I know I say this all the time, but if you guys have similar thoughts as me or if you've gone through this as well, I would love for you to reach out hit me up in the DMs and like, let's talk about this. But I want to talk about currently living a child-free life. And I think that I see a lot of things on the internet where people are really two camps. I see people who obviously you get the mom bloggers, you get the people who just love being a mom. Well, or they hate being a mom. They make all these complaints about it, but they tell everyone, oh, you should so be a mom. Everyone should be a mom. It's the thing that all women are supposed to do, right? Or on the opposite camp, we have a lot of people who are sharing their choice to be child-free, and they have a lot of women who are sharing that they do not want children. And it's becoming a little bit polarizing. A lot of people have strong feelings about that. They get upset, especially on TikTok. Well, everyone's upset on TikTok, but they get really upset when people share like, hey, I'm choosing to have this child-free life. And I don't think that we see any conversations that are really in the middle. We don't see a lot of conversations about maybe I just don't know, right? Like maybe we we just don't see a ton of people that are kind of saying, I don't feel one of two ways in that camp and I'm still figuring that out. And I think if we had some open conversations, maybe we can feel a little bit better about our choice and where we're going to choose here. Truthfully diving right in, I would say that I am never, I have never been someone who has thought of myself as particularly maternal. I have definitely never been someone who has been thought, oh, I was made to be a mom, right? I've never thought that as a woman, that's my joy in life or that's my life mission to be a mom and raise kids. I don't know. I've just never had that thought. And maybe that's because of the way I grew up. Maybe it's because my mom, I love my mom a lot, but my mom is definitely not like super maternally. She definitely was not in the PTA or volunteering or anything like that. I Yeah, so I've never really had this like draw of like, oh, I think also we get this idea that to be a mom, we have to be super nurturing and caring and not that I'm not caring, obviously, I, I coach for a living, I care so much about my clients, but that whole very nurturing, take care, I'm a little bit more tough love, let's let's rock and roll kind of person. And I really struggled, I'll be honest, in my past relationship, I was told over and over that I would be a terrible mother, that I would 
that I had no idea how to be a mother because I didn't have a good mother and I was raised by animals and that I just wouldn't be very good at it. And I think that as much as you know that that comes from a place of hate and that that's not the truth, when you hear things for years and years and it goes into your head, part of it seeps in. You try, you try your best to make sure that you know what you, who you are, but sometimes that can like those little seedlings get planted, right? And then from that opposite side though, as much as I've never necessarily thought, oh, I was made to be a mom, I have always for a really long time thought that I would love to adopt. I used to travel to China a lot when there was still the one child law. And I've just always really thought, man, it would be amazing to adopt from China. And I think that would be just, I think that would be really cool. I am adopted by my dad. And so I've just always had this draw to, you know, help a child that needs love. I think that there's so many children in the world. There's so much things that we can do that that feels like one of the most selfless acts in terms of adopting. So I kind of like sit in the middle where I, I've had both thoughts throughout my life. And along with that, I think about then how I am around children. So my cousin-in-law, he saw me at a brewery with my best friend's kids and he was just like, oh my God, you're so good with them. That was so cute to see you with kids. Like you for sure have to be a mom. And I just thought to myself, you know, you saw me with a kid for 15 minutes. Um, Easy, easy to be good with kids for 15 minutes. Not so easy to be good with kids all damn day. That's the part that scares me. And I definitely have been told other times, I've been told by my bosses and things like that, that I was always really good with their children. But then I think I'm sure my sister won't listen to this podcast, but if she saw me, I have a seven and nine year old sibling. And with them, I feel like it's so difficult. I feel like it's so hard for me to connect with them. And I feel like I just get so exhausted of trying to do kid things. So again, it's just like, I'm right in the middle. I have these experiences where I feel really great with kids. I think they're awesome and love them and I cannot wait to be an aunt. But then at the same time, I'm like, gosh, this is really tough. I'm not, am I, am I showing up as my best self? So I'm just really in that middle ground of, I don't know what I want. And I will say, we don't have to know what we want, right? Like that's going to be the whole purpose of this. I have time to figure it out. It's more so whatever happens, happens. With that being said, there's a lot of different nuances to this as I come into the fact that I'm 33 I'm single, divorced, and I'm not ready to have kids anytime soon. But at the same time, we cannot ignore the biological factors that come into play. Yes, women have babies at 40 all the time, but I think that's a question of, do I want to be having a baby at 40? <laughs> I mean, that seems that seems a little difficult. That's, you know, when they turn... 20, you're already going to be 60. And then that's saying even if I could get pregnant at 40, but I just feel like being where I am right now, the likelihood of me having kids, it just goes down a little bit each year just based on that biological factor. So sometimes I just really question, do I think that I don't want kids as a protective mechanism? Am I saying, oh, you know, I I don't know if I want kids, but really I'm saying that because... I don't know if that's in the cards for me, right? Like if I, right, am I just saying that as a protective mechanism? Because if I'm not in a committed partnership in a certain amount of years, 
we can't ignore the fact that there is time happening and time running out. Then those thoughts obviously translate into the topic of freezing my eggs. Personally, this is something that I have never even considered doing. It's not something that I have any interest, and I think a lot of that goes back to the idea that I've always been really open to adopting. So it's just kind of like, why would I freeze my eggs if I am 100% happy? If I can't have my own biological child, I am 100% happy going the route of adoption. I have as a lot as a health coach, I have seen a lot of clients go through this process though, and I think that's absolutely an amazing and smart idea if you are someone who's saying I really want to have children. For me, considering that I'm not 100% that I want to have kids, the cost just doesn't make sense. So if you look into freezing your eggs, just the ultrasound monitoring and doctor supervision, that starts anywhere from four to 500 to $8,000. On top of that, you need different medications. That's gonna be anywhere from four to $6,000. And then once you collect the eggs, you have to pay every year to keep them frozen. And that's gonna be another $500 a year at least. Plus, then we just get into this whole what is going on in this country where, yes, these would be eggs. They wouldn't be fertilized embryos or anything like that. But just the way things are going on in terms of women's rights, that gets scary too. It all feels like it could get a little bit handmaid's tale. <laughs> I don't know. So that's just not something I have any interest of going down that route. And then when I get into this topic, though, I realize so much now that, which obviously I always realize this, right? But I've lived this experience now of who you choose to have children with is so important. I truly believe that who you choose to have children with is a bigger decision than who you choose to marry. Because, you know, marriage, I can end it. I never have to see my husband again. If you choose to have kids with someone, they are going to be in your life in some way for basically the rest of your life. You know, even if you want to say, oh, so the kid turns 18, you're still going to hear about this person. You're still going to have, hopefully have them have a relationship with that other person. So you know, this person stuck with you. I have no interest in being a single parent. I know a lot of women as well, as they get into their thirties, maybe choose the route of having a child on their own. I, I have no interest in that. But even more so, I have no interest of being a quote-unquote single parent while I'm in a relationship. That just sounds like the ultimate hell for me. I heard this question about what you can ask a man. And I would say if I had a partner where we were considering children, I would say, would you still want kids if you had to be the primary parent? And if the answer is no to that, that's probably someone that I don't want to have kids with. And I'm not saying that they have to be the primary parent. I'm not saying that that's what the equation would be. But if they weren't even willing to be the primary parent, because I've been in relationships before where that wasn't the case, it was definitely expected that I would be the primary parent. I would take care of the kids. I would stay home. And with that expectation, you already know, like my expectation is that it would be 50-50. My expectation is that we would do this together. But if you're going into something and it's already the expectation of you're the primary parent, it's going to end up like 90-10. You're going to end up parenting these kids and you're going to parent your partner. And that's nothing. That's absolutely not what I would get into. 
if they are willing to be the primary parent, that tells you a lot. Are they going to help out? Not even, I don't even want to use the words help out because it's their kid. (laughs) And then also have to ask yourself, if you had a son or daughter, if you had a son or daughter and they turned out exactly like your partner, would you be proud of them? Would you be a proud parent? Because there have definitely been times where I was like, no, I would be so embarrassed. I would be so embarrassed if my child turned out like my partner and I would kill me inside. I think that's one of the most important questions to ask. And not only should you not have a child with that person, you probably shouldn't be in a relationship with that person. But I will never forget, I was sitting at my sister's and this was before she was even pregnant, but they were talking about starting to try to have a baby. And my brother-in-law does not chill. He does not sit. He does not relax. He's doing so much stuff in the house. And me and my sister just sitting on the couch and I looked over at her and I said, you will never have to worry about Eric helping with the kids. And she was like, oh yeah, no, he jokes all the time that like if he could wake up in the middle of the night and breastfeed, he would. (laughs) Basically every topic I'm going to talk about today has two sides to it. So I have that thought. I also have the thought that, listen, I am not someone who by any means lives their life around a man, but there are certain choices that would really be influenced by who I was with. Because right now I feel that way. But at the same time, I think that if I was in a seriously loving relationship, an amazing partnership, I do think I'd probably look at my partner and be like, I want to have a family with you. You know, I want to build a family together. I think that that thought is something that would come to me if I was in the right relationship. At the same time, no idea. No idea what's to come. And then I kind of want to go back to the idea that I said, oh, you know, the dad would help, Eric would help, blah, blah, blah. Because that just shows such a double standard in society with parenting. Dads don't help with kids. Dads are parents too. They are just as equally the parent. When people say, oh, is dad babysitting the kids? Like no one ever says that to mom. No one ever says, oh, is mom babysitting the kids? They are simply the parent. I saw a video recently of this guy out on the golf course and he was walking, pushing the stroller while he was carrying his golf clubs. And the, I thought it was a very cute video. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. But there were so many comments of people going both ways where they were saying, why are we praising him? This is what moms do all the time. And other people just saying, oh, this is really cute. But you could just see in the comments all of the double standards of everything that moms go out and do where they take the kids with them and no one thinks twice. And then everyone's like, oh my God, the dad had to take the kid to the golf course. And truthfully, it was probably a very nice day for that kid in the stroller. It's like a small baby. I mean, golf courses are quiet. They sleep better when they're on a walk. It was perfect. And then the dad and baby get a little bonding time outside the house. All of that really comes into play. Who you're choosing as your partner. Is that someone that makes me think, oh, I want to have a family or not? And then at the end of the day, this does show up a little bit in my dating life. And I want to be so clear. I am not anywhere thinking about wanting to have children. I'm not anywhere dating anyone that like don't even go down that route. But as I mentioned, as women, we have biological clocks. And one of my girlfriends asked me, you know, what do you say when you are going out on dates if they ask what you're looking for? And for me, where I am right now is super easy to say, well, I'm looking to be in a relationship again. I'm not someone, I'm not sitting here anymore saying, oh, I just want to casually date. I, I do want to be in a relationship. For her, her answer was very easy to say, oh, I want to get married and have kids. 
and obviously there's no right or wrong answer here. It just shows that we were in very different parts of our life and that her first thought was that. And I was like, oh, I definitely, I definitely would not be saying that. It's important to know what you're looking for in dating because at the same time, she's dating men, I would say, that are a little bit older than her. They're probably in a place where they're thinking as well to have kids and have a family and settle down. And then I keep joking with you guys all the time, right? But I've only dated guys that are younger than me. And right now it's not an issue. I don't think about the age gap at all. When I have thought about the age gap, it's been a very clear, okay, this needs to end. He's just not on the level I'm on. But right now, you know, an age gap's not a big deal. But let's say that that guy doesn't want to have kids until he's in his mid-30s. Well, that puts me into my 40s. So that's where it does say, hey, something to think about. Obviously, putting the cart before the horse here, I'm not worried about it at all. But it is something that in the future could come up in my dating life. And like I mentioned, I'm not worried about this. It's not something I'm even like talking about, thinking about in any type of real form. But it could be something, especially I would say, you know, two, three years down the line that could come up here. The other thing that I've gotten asked a lot is would I date someone with kids? And I personally have a really hard time with this because I watched my mom date a lot growing up. I would say I have some resentment over the men that would come in and out of our lives, how that would change our lives. I don't feel like any of them ever set a very good example. So I would just be super cautious of this because I would never want to cross any sort of line or make any kind of impact in a child's life. One, you know, if I were to date someone with children, obviously I would be very, I would, I would wait. I'd be like, we're going, you know, at least a year in before I even need to meet the kids. I think that's really important to have that boundary. I also have a worry of then, would this be tying me to like one city? If you have kids in, you know, say I'm in, say I say in Austin, if you have kids in Austin, does that mean I have to live in Austin for the next 16 years? Because I don't know that I need to be tied to that. And truthfully, if you're a dad and you're saying, oh, no, we can move and you're willing to move away from your kid. Well, that's a huge red flag for me. There's a I'm going to call out it's kind of an influencer that I used to follow for a while. And during COVID, the influencer's husband, he had a kid that lived about six hours away and they had their own kid together. During COVID, they decided to travel around the country and live in a bunch of different cities. And then they were picking a new city to live in. They could live anywhere because his job had moved to remote during COVID. And I just remember sitting there and thinking, if I was his child from his first marriage and my dad learned that he could live anywhere in the country and he didn't choose to live by me, right? He chose to go live and say, another city 10 hours away, I would have so many issues. And then maybe that's speaking to my own abandonment issues that I have from growing up. But I just kept thinking, I'm like, how can you do that as a parent? How can you say, oh my gosh, I can live any city in the world and I'm not going to choose to live in the city that my child is in? Like that blows my mind. And I would never, I could, I don't think I could ever date a man that would make that decision. With that being said, I haven't even really hit on the idea of the different pros and cons of having children. I think a lot of the pros of not having children, pros of not having children is that you're able to travel more, you have a lot more spending money, you really get to live your life with your partner or however you decide, and you don't have to have your life, you know, really completely surrounded for 18 years minimum around these kids. 
there was a video on TikTok and a woman shared that she spent $47,000 raising three kids last year. And then people cut the video over and they contrasted to this couple who spent the last year traveling the world. They went to something like 14 different countries. They've done nothing but live out of hostels and hotels and things like that. And they spent $52,000 traveling the world. So it was just contrasting that price of, oh, this is what you could spend to raise three kids, or you could just go travel and see the world for about the same price. And then I also think that there's a lot of topic as someone who lives in America, that it doesn't seem like it's the best place to be bringing children in, right? Outside of childcare being extremely expensive, our country is not set up to support working moms. The U.S. ranks 39th in child well-being. We rank the last out of 40 countries for maternity leave. Out of the top 10 wealthiest nations, we rank the highest in maternal mortality rate. So that's mothers dying during pregnancy. Like we're the US, we're supposed to be amazing and we have the highest death rate during pregnancy. So there's a lot of health issues that come into play. There's a lot of thought process about what is our nation right now. And then I think just the general state of the world, are we gonna run out of fresh water? Or what rights are American women gonna have in 10 years? And how is the environment going to look, right? We have this kind of moral obligation of, is this something that you wanna bring a child into? I am not necessarily a doomsday kind of person. I have faith that everything will work out. We'll figure things out. We're stressed about stuff, but something will happen. I don't think there's gonna be an apocalypse or anything like that. At the end of the day, these are all just those, just the thoughts that run through my mind. And then you have the pros of having children, which I think are a lot less tangible. So the joy it brings, creating a family, the memories you'd get to have, that love together, that loving bond. I will say I don't think anyone should be having kids for the idea that they're going to take care of you when you're old because that's just silly. That beautiful kind of idealistic idea of having a beautiful family that's that's a pro for sure. I also think, as I mentioned, I can just really imagine myself if I did have someone that I was so in love with and in a partnership with, I would just be like, hey, put a baby in me. <laughs> like, I love you. I want to make more of you, right? You would kind of have that process. I remember when I was in high school one time, my dad was talking to someone about having a kid and he says, listen, you know, when you get married, you think you love your wife. You think, oh, you'd do anything for them. You have no idea until you have a kid, what true love is. And that's the sweet side. That's the side that makes you think, oh, I want that. I want to hold a little baby uh, and have that love. I would say one of the, one of the, wrapping it up, one of the last things that come to me is I would be very, very cautious and concerned about losing myself and losing my identity as simply becoming a mom. I think that that's not being a bad thing, right? That oh, you're a mom, but I think that making sure that you remember who you are, you remember your passions, you remember what your goals are in life outside of just raising kids, and I've seen myself lose myself a little bit in a relationship before, I don't want to let that happen if I had children. I think that I have a lot of, <laughs> I have a lot of opinions on how I would like to raise kids. I have a lot of thoughts around that, and so I'd really want to make sure that I get to 
be a mom that shows them that women can work. I get to be a mom that shows them that their parents can be in happy, loving relationships. I would love to be a mom that raises strong men and women that feel confident in their bodies. You know, that's what I focus on at work. So if I can make sure that that's the way they grow up, I love the thought of all of that. But I would want to make sure that it's not at the detriment of losing myself. I know this episode wasn't filled with a ton of advice. It was very playing devil's advocate with myself of exploring both sides of this coin. But I think it's an important conversation to have and definitely something that I know I can't be the only woman struggling with this. I can't be the only woman where who's sitting here and saying, I don't know what I want. I think we are, I, and so like, I'm really questioning how many of my thoughts are influenced by the outside world and what's expected of women versus how much of my thoughts are influenced by maybe me just being scared of not getting something in life. Maybe that's not in the cards for me. And ultimately, this all really just comes back to the same thing that I say with dating or any other topic is that you just have to have faith in the universe. The universe doesn't let you miss what's meant for you. It won't give you anything that you can't handle. So I know that while I don't have the answers right now, one day I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out if I meant to be a mom or not. And until then... I'll just spend my time being the best damn aunt I can I can be. And I also think that there's a lot of fun with that because I think of if I am just an aunt, the way that I can spoil my nieces and nephews in a way that you can't necessarily do if you're the parent because one, you want to make sure that they grow up with good morals and things like that. But also when you're the parent, you have a ton of other expenses when it comes to taking care of the kids, making sure that you're planning for their college and things like that. If I'm the fun aunt, it's just like, ooh, let's go shopping. (laughs) Like, I'm not paying for your college. I'm not paying for your car. So I can spoil you in some other ways. I also think that as an aunt, you are not necessarily that main authority figure. So having life conversations with them. I've always loved talking to my aunts. I think of one of my aunts in specific. Actually, she listens to the podcast, so shout out to her. But she's just, growing up, she just always really made a point to have conversations with us like we weren't kids and ask us what books we were reading and our thoughts on different processes. And she always had like these deep questions to ask us. And I always loved that. And I've always loved like, all right, what do we get to talk to Aunt Lynn about? I'm excited that I get to be that and I get to be the aunt and have an influence in um, my my future niece's life. So yeah, I hope you all are having a great week. Again, if this like feels like it hits home for you, if you're just like, man, I'm struggling with this thought process too. It's not anything that we have to figure out right now, but I'd love to talk to you about it. I'd love to know and um, hope you have a great weekend. Thank you so much for tuning in. And if you guys enjoy the show, please, please, please make sure you leave a review or screenshot and share to Instagram where you've listened. I appreciate you so much.